not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture, movies and TV shows. My name is Sam and with me as always, every single week, is the Godzilla vs. My Kong. It's Chris. We're talking about Godzilla vs. Kong, aren't we, Chris? <laughs> the Gol- Godzilla vs. My Kong, okay. I thought you were about to say the Golem versus the Kong, and I thought that's an easy battle. I'll, I'll be Godzilla then. You, you do your best Kong impression, I'll do my best Godzilla impression. Hang on one second. I don't know whether it's going to pick up, but let me... That's, that's me whacking my chest like Kong does in the film a, a bunch of times. <laughs> Monkey. Good film. Monkey. Interesting film. I mean, reviews yeah. show that it's uh, it's been pretty fun, apparently. Yeah, I've seen a few people slating it on Twitter and stuff, but most of them are all saying that it's better than King of Monsters, that's all. Yeah, just up top, just to give a bit of a tease of our review on it. Did you, was you pleasantly surprised by this, or...? I was actually yeah, like I, thought I you didn't would be. feel like I wasted my time when I finished watching it. Yeah, I, I felt like it was actually exactly what we wanted because we spoke about the reviews last time, didn't we? We spoke yeah. about how it was like exhausting, but everything that you would have wanted from the film and maybe exhausting. I didn't need to have a lie down or a nap after it or anything, but it was like <laughs> didn't feel like I ran a marathon. Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. But anyway, we we have a bunch of stuff to talk about before we do that. It's coming towards the end of the few weeks that it's been where we've had to watch a lot of stuff, really, haven't we? But we still got Falcon Winter Soldier, so I don't know. Again, how do we do it, Chris? Do we talk about it as like a little side thing, maybe every now and then? I don't know. Don't know what the best way of doing it is, or do we wait now? I mean, we could maybe just give our quick little thoughts in the, what we've been watching. Maybe be like, oh yeah, that was that was like a cool episode, wasn't it? And we'll talk about it more at the end of the season, maybe. Speaking of which, what have you been watching? Well, what I've been watching is... So I've been watching Scrubs because we finished The Office, which that might tie into some news later on. Mm. I love Scrubs. It's one of my favourite TV shows of all time, so I'm enjoying myself. Watched Godzilla vs. Kong. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. It was a fucking great episode. It was. And it actually it was set a quite a lot fantastic episode. We can talk about Falcon Winter Soldier really quick because we've both watched that. So save us having to uh, both cover yeah. it. Um, yeah, it set up quite a bit on the last episode. No spoilers. But um, yeah, it was uh, an interesting... It definitely mm. kind of propelled the story a lot, didn't it? Because it felt like those yeah. first two episodes was a lot of world building, getting you up to speed with where everything's up to in the Marvel Universe and all that. Obviously, it's brought in some new characters. It brought in a new place that's very interesting. Mm. Uh, it has a lot yeah. of history in the Marvel comic book universe alongside the X-Men, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they introduced Madripoor, which is, like you said, typically an X-Men location that's normally where wolverine ends up doing all his like ninjury stuff mm. you know when like he's facing against silver samurai and stuff yeah, like that yeah uh, that's normally in the fictional asian country of madripoor got a bit of zemo some of the trailer bits we've started to see mm. now some of our theories may or may not be true. We yeah. predicted the spoiler alert, Ocean's 12 style prison break. If you've not checked that episode out already, it is our last week's bonus episode on the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm. And if you haven't already, make sure you're checking us out on socials at Get Real Pod on Facebook, Twitter and the Instagram seamless have you watched anything else this week i've watched a hell of a lot of anime again yeah (laughs) i watched two seasons of my hero academia and i'm watching dr stone chris's uh anime roundup yeah why why Um, haven't you got your own podcast called anime roundup 
bro, I am actually thinking <laughs> about maybe talking to maybe Lawrence is big into anime, maybe, or maybe getting some other anime friends to maybe do a get real anime, maybe. Oh god, have its own subgenre. <laughs> My anime and manga. Let's let's fucking do it. Gaming. Let's get a third podcast going because we already have enough time to record one. <laughs> Gaming, anime, movies, TV. Just- <laughs> Just corner the fucking nerd universe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, cool. Is that it? Rounded up? Yeah, yeah. What have you been watching, bro? Well, actually, I watched... Uh, me and Emily, my partner, watched... Um, she's actually sat behind me very I quietly. Was say, I, can, I can hear you looking you at her. You can hear me turning around. <laughs> uh, we watched... Uh, what did we watch? We watched Infinity War. We then watched Endgame. Yeah, we watched them back to back. That was fun. Uh, that was a good, good old five hours worth of Marvel films that we went and went and watched. We watched. I think I said this last week. We watched Judas and the Black Messiah as well. Uh, I watched the back half of Emperor's New Groove. That was fun. <laughs> Why only the second half? Because that's when I arrived. It was already mid showing. I was late to the cinema showing on it. Obviously, squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeak, squeaker, yeah. squeak. You know that annoying last person who like has to like squeeze through the aisles and sorry, stuff while the film's sorry. still on. And you're like, bro. Why you're doing you... a crouch walk so you're not blocking too many views. Yeah, and you're doing that whisper where you're saying sorry, but it, you may as well be shouting it. You're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Kick someone's popcorn out of the hands. <laughs> uh, and other than that, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier, I've been working through Dota Dragon's Blood still. That's, that's pretty weird. Oh, yeah, weird. I've started it. Yeah, that gets pretty weird. And yeah, that's it. I actually, uh, it's probably worth a mention as well, um, because Lawrence was uh, our, one of the hosts of the Get Real Gaming podcast, was a little bit under the weather last week. I actually featured on Get Real Gaming as well, so I did that last week. It's oh, not what you? I've been watching, it's what I've been doing, but there you go. What what did you talk about, Sam? Well, Richard and I spoke about Magic Arena, and he spoke about Magic Legends, because I was quite new to Magic Arena. Uh-huh. I didn't realise you were on that episode. Yeah, well, well, funnily enough now, Chris, if you wanted to just check it out and see whether it was the episode for you, I mean, you should absolutely go head over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and listen to it. But now on our socials, we've actually become a little bit more tech savvy and we actually preview the episodes on the socials now, mm. which is nice. You're not only yes. greeted by our lovely episode artwork, but you're also greeted by a little excerpt of the episode. I did indeed see that. That's... We haven't got theme tunes yet, but we're stepping it up over here. <laughs> right, oh, yeah, it looks good. What What are you feeling about magic? How How are you feeling? I tried to download it on my phone the other day whilst I was waiting around, and it contacted servers for about fifteen minutes. So I unfortunately couldn't get to play it when I wanted to. <laughs> uh, but you should probably head over and listen to that episode and check it out. Oh, okay, I will. I will. The, that'll have all the, the see if the you can beat me lows. next time we play. Well, yeah, I beat I beat Richard, so I, I, I've at oh, least won. I've okay. at least won one game against a real person. So, <laughs> okay, there you go. Right, okay. So we have got quite a bit in terms of news and trailers. So we'll work yes. through the news, the newsy news, the roost rumors, because what a week <laughs> to be doing news. Because <laughs> like April Fools is the one day that roost rumor decides to like have us all off really because it's one of those weeks where it's you don't know what's real and what's not and because it's of national holiday <laughs> yeah this is like, he has his own national holiday yeah and some and, it, and one thing i noticed is it it all depends on like people's humor and like 
what is it like sub hates maybe of people you know like little um like like, let's face it people are a bit torn on the kathleen kennedy situation aren't they so i saw a story that was kathleen kennedy steps up as co-writer of kenobi and obviously like (laughs) if you didn't know about that whole kind of hot and coldness that the star wars community kind of has for her some parts of the star wars community not the whole entire star wars side of it the toxic side thank you just digging myself out of a hole there a little bit Mm. but you would think that that could be potentially real news yeah (laughs) yeah obviously i don't think it is but anyway sticking away from uh bruce loomer's absolute shite all over the internet we've pulled some real legitimate stories out this week first of all the big news story did you yes. know that there's a Powerpuff Girls live action series? Speaking I of did scrubs. indeed, my friend. <laughs> yes, so we had the casting that Donald Faison, Turk himself, has been cast as Professor Plutonium, is it? Utonium. Oh, Utonium, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get your facts right. I didn't see that casting coming, like, nope. but that's super cool. We also had the casting of the Powerpuff Girls. Did, I don't think we talked about this last week, did we? I think I missed that. Okay, so we've got the three Powerpuff Girls have been confirmed as well. We've got Chloe Bennett, who is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's playing Blossom. She's like the lead actress alongside Coulson in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've got Dove Cameron playing Bubbles. She's been in uh, The Descendants on the Disney Channel. She's done quite a few other TV shows since then and Mm -hmm. a few small film roles. Uh, She's playing Bubbles. And then finally... Newcomer to the scene, as far as I'm aware, we've got Yenna Peralt. I thought it was Peralta, but it's it's not got the ER at the end. Um, she's best known for being on Broadway, especially in a production called Jagged Little Pill. So she's playing Buttercup. I mean, we've seen over the last couple of years that actors coming from stage tend to get put into big franchises and they kind of hold their own against these people who have been on screen their entire lives. Yeah. So, like, we had it with Ray Fisher and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Um, It'll be interesting to see the the kind of vibe of this because, obviously, when they adapt stuff to live action, I mean, you only have to look at Cruella, right, for the vibe that you can take with something. So, quite interesting to see what happens with this. Who do we think is going to get cast as Mojo Jojo? Uh, It's a big CGI monkey. Big CGI monkey, yeah, but who's going to do the voice? Get the uh, guy that does Luther from, um, <laughs> oh yeah, from Umbrella Academy. He's used to being a monkey man. Oh, better, yeah. Get the actual voice of the monkey from Umbrella Academy. Monkey. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah. What, what's the monkey called? Can't I can't remember. remember the monkey butler. We saw him as a baby. I can't remember. I've got it's Bolo in my Pogo. head. But that's from, like, a, a it is a monkey TV name. Show. It's Pogo. <laughs> Pogo. Yeah. <laughs> Pogo stick. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, we got a couple of wrap-ups and filming dates over the last few weeks as well. Um, mm-hmm. So season two of The Witcher has wrapped. That's fun. We all know our audience loves The Witcher. Oh, yeah. That'll be our next breakthrough episode, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, apparently this is going to take quite a bit of inspiration from The Wild Hunt, which is fun. Look, if it's got those guys in the armor at the beginning of the game, it's going to be pretty brutal and Mm. season one was so good and like such high production quality that i can't wait to see what comes out of season two because it's it's awesome we had spider-man 3 no way home wrap and then we also got the start date for the last of us show which starts filming in july Mm, yes pedro pascal himself while we're speaking of spider-man and the mcu i've got a totally 100 percent real excerpt of the script from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, oh, which yeah. 
I started to read from like the halfway point where it's highlighted, and I kind of believed it for a second until I went back and read the paragraph before it, and I was like, oh, this is totally legit. So, well, it is a multiverse, and it is meant to be pretty mad. So, it Do you know what? well could have been legit. It wouldn't surprise me if this is like a double double fake out because this seems like something Sam Raimi might do. Yeah. So, it's exterior woods night, a kaleidoscope like multiverse effects fading away, and Doctor Strange finds himself in the mist covered woods. Hmm. Now, where am I? He raises his hand once more to call the energy of the 12 moons of Munpur and a muffled sound of a chainsaw from behind him. So he turns around. The mist disperses and it reveals a ramshackle cabin with a porch swing. Several windows are broken and two fist-sized holes appear in the front door. The front door opens and a disheveled man steps through. Strange can't help but notice the man has a chainsaw where his right hand should be. He readies an eldritch-sealed disheveled man. Who the hell are you? I'll be the disheveled man for you. I'm looking for the Darkhold. Never heard of it. It's an ancient book of magic, a grimoire of darkness and evil. Does it have a face on the cover? Strange lowers his shield. He wasn't prepared for such a response. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) So this is clearly Bruce Cameron saying that he's returning to Doctor Strange as Ash from the Evil Dead series. (laughs) Amazing. So I started reading this from the disheveled man part, and I was like, I was like, oh, they're bringing him back as like his mystery reoccurring character from the Spider-Man films, where he just kept popping up as different guys from the thing. I was like, oh, they're making him into like a disheveled man who's going to help Doctor Strange along the way. And then I went back and read that bit about him being in Cabin in the Woods, and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's an April Fool's. Yeah, it is page 68, so, hmm. Oh, one away from... <laughs> <laughs> well it's scene 68 because we've got scene 69 at the bottom giggity but yeah that was that was a lot of fun that was probably the best april fools that i saw uh we've got casting for the kenobi series kenobi kenobi uh, we have ewan mcgregor who is uh really g- he's probably i think he's <laughs> going to be playing darth vader huh? and then we've got hayden christensen as obi-wan kenobi i think oh i thought he was playing yoda <laughs> That's I thought Hayden right Christensen was back as Yoda. <laughs> no, obviously, Ewan's reprising his role as Kenobi. Hayden Christensen, we already knew, was back as Vader. However, it's super cool to see him actually on something like this. Like, it's different when you see him on the cast list now. And second from the top as well. Like, hopefully that's not only because of who he is and who he's playing, but maybe because of his screen time. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, that did hit different. Yeah, we got Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie. Is it PC? Peace? Pace? Pessy? Maybe. Kamal <laughs> uh, uh, Nanjiani uh, from The Eternals, uh, Idira Varma, Rupert, Fe- Rupert Friend, sorry, not Fiend. Uh, O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> is he friend or fiend? Uh, Sung Kang, Simone Kessel, and Benny Safdie as well. So, so this is actually a pretty stacked cast, to be honest. It is. Uh, like, yeah. Adira Varma yeah. is from Game of Thrones. We know her, like you said. Osea Jackson Jr. is uh, Ice Cube's son. He's been doing loads of acting lately. Sun Kang's uh, Fast and Furious, right? He is indeed. Yeah. Um, and Benny Safdie is one of the Safdie brothers who made 
Good Times, I had to remember the name, with Robert Patterson in, and he also acted in that as the partially deaf brother. Yeah, I think the only Uh, one I don't really recognise from is um, Simone Kessel. I don't really recognise anything that she's been in before. She was in a film called The Reckoning and a couple of old films, like a couple of the 1990s Hercules films. She was in San Andreas, so... What else? So, obviously, Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Peace are playing... Owen Lars and Amberry, no, and, and yeah, the the other Lars. <laughs> oh, God, Miss uh, Lars. <laughs> we did get a little bit of a hint on a Twitter Q and A of who Moses Ingram could be playing, though. Oh, so she did say on the Twitter Q and A. I think she got asked a little bit about her character, and she did say that she played with lightsabers as a character, Ooh. which is an interesting little nod. So you know how we love to have a good hot take on who could be playing who and what could be going on, and we like to kind of predict things, especially when it kind of goes right. Um, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, what else? Uh, potentially Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> other things. Are you saying that we're taking a hot stop to a speculation station? I think we're gonna. Yeah, let's stop. Let's take our stop at speculation station. So, I think the theory could be is you've got Vader at the height of the Empire, right? Mm-hmm. You've got Hayden Christensen reprising his role as Vader, but you can't have him have too much screen time with Kenobi because they are gonna have a face off in this because that was in the. The investor call, right? The description of yeah. the investor call. But I don't think it's going to be them facing off throughout the whole entire series, which means that we're going to have some Vader time in the Empire. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say that Moses Ingram could be playing an Inquisitor mm-hmm. because it is around about Inquisitor time, you know? Yeah. And maybe the interaction that Vader has and Hayden Christensen's screen time is added up with scenes with him and the Inquisitors, maybe. And yeah, he's and trying it, to it hunt would make down sense. Kenobi and stuff, and that's where that's where then Kenobi starts to have all this drama, like protecting Luke and stuff. Yeah, it would yeah. make sense because the Inquisitors are sent out largely to take out any la- like remaining Force users or bring them in to being an Inquisitor, aren't they? Yeah. So that would make sense, and it would give Kenobi more lightsaber action time. Yeah, um, yeah, he's exactly. got someone else with a lightsaber to face off against. Because otherwise, it would be a bit OP just taking on some people all the time. Yeah, exactly. And I think that when you've got a film, when you've got a series, sorry, a limited series called Obi Wan Kenobi, I don't think you put another Jedi in it because it just wouldn't make sense after Order sixty six mm. for him to have met other Jedi. Yeah, so he- soon after Order sixty six, like he would be keeping them all in hiding, wouldn't he? Yeah, if exactly. He did see any. And this is like pre Maul stuff as well, like pre Maul from Rebels. And this is, yeah. I'm assuming, this is all way before that. And also, you've got Luke, you've got Joel Edgerton, you've got all that sort of stuff going on. You know, I don't think you add any more good guys in because otherwise the odds look a bit stacked against the Empire, you know? So Yeah, and he is meant to be sort of in isolation, isn't he? Like he was kind of hiding out and stuff, so it wouldn't make much sense to just be saying hello and being friends with everybody in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's my hot take anyway. I think that would be pretty yeah. cool. 
But yeah, very, I would love exciting. to see some on uh, some live action Inquisitors. Yeah, I think I think it's such about a time. cool part of the canon that's been introduced in the last couple of years. I think it's probably about time that we get something like that. And I think to be fair. I think a lot of people are also speculating that she could be perhaps an Inquisitor as well. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the hot take on everything. Twitter did also point out that she looks an awful lot like Ray Sloan, apparently, from the artwork. Uh, I recognise the name, but I can't remember the character. It's an Imperial officer from the Aftermath book. Oh, okay, yeah. But also, I mean, Grand Admiral Thrawn also apparently looks a lot like Piers Brosnan, but there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Baru. Anybody could look Amp like Baru. Him. There you go, I've just found There it. we go. There we go, we got there in the end. Anyway, yes, yeah, so that's casting. I think we time kind of round up some trailers now, do you? Yeah, one last bit of information. The director and creator of Neon Genesis Evangelion, Haido Anno, who also did Shin Godzilla, to tie it into this week's film, is doing a remake film of the Shin Kamen Rider. So this is like basically one of the inspirations of Power Rangers in Japan. He's doing a new version, which he's calling Shin Kamen Rider, the same way he did with Godzilla. So he's going to do like a new interesting twist. So that's coming out in 2023. So that's going to be something really interesting. He loves to take these big franchises and just tip him on the head like how shin godzilla was a political thriller with godzilla in the background yeah i'm dead interested to see that because he's such an interesting creator he dives deep into philosophy and mental arithmetics (laughs) and green aliens with big red eyes yeah big bug men robot suits (laughs) trailers trailers so big trailer this week was the new we had a second suicide squad trailer that was funnily yeah, enough released on drop in April one week. Fools, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> it was released, but it, the idea was is that people were saying that the first trailer was a little bit jokey and a little bit like... So then he yeah. released this one, and the idea was is that this was no joke, and that was the kind of the thing, apparently. Uh, okay. I don't think we talked about the first trailer last time, did we? I think it came out just after we recorded. Uh, I believe so. We got Starro. We got Starro. We were right yeah. about Starro. Big kaiju Motherfuckers, star, we right? were right. Yeah, this film looks great, and the second trailer kind of, like, solidified who's going to be our main team. Yeah. So they highlighted Ratcatcher 2, who James Gunn is talking about a lot. Like, he's super excited for that character to be in, and I think you could tell by this trailer. Mm-hmm. We had a lot more. We got to see Polka Dot Man's powers. A lot of King Shark. Almost- a lot of King Shark, who's being voiced by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. That's where he he is in the film. We were yep. speculating where he could be. Yeah. Like, his voice is perfect. For he looks fantastic in this. And... It's very much inspired from the Harley Quinn animated series, I think. Yeah, A yeah. lot of people saying that it feels like the, the personality of the character's been pulled straight from that, which is fun. Yeah, they've gone for the bit more jovial side of it, which is totally James Gunn. We got to see a lot more Bloodsport as well. We got to see some of his cool weaponry that he's got in the second trailer. <laughs> and it also highlighted the first team a lot more, but I think it just, like, I think we saw Mongal die in the trailer <laughs> when she grabbed hold of that helicopter. So I think it's just cementing that the first team's out the window and Harley Quinn's going to get captured. Yeah. And then send in the new team and then surprise, it's Starro, which I'm all about. It looks amazing. Got a lot of peacemaker. But he wants to keep the peace, no matter how many men, women, and children he has to kill to get peace. No matter how many dicks are on the beach. (laughs) He will eat all those dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this looks great. Yeah, it looks fun. Looks fun. uh, August 6th. 
August 6th in theatres and HBO Max. So I'm going to guess it's probably going to premiere on Amazon Prime in the UK. Yeah. Like uh, Godzilla vs. Kong did mm-hmm. uh, with a paid premiere. But also, cinemas should hopefully be open in most of the world by then. I think, uh, I think the UK roadmap says that it, they will be. Unless we get a seventh wave and everything goes back into the tenth lockdown. Or oh, just a quick touch wood. Just a quick little thing. Did you? Who was it? You said that potentially died in the first bit of when they go. Oh, Mongal. Is that the orange character with like the purple? Yeah, hair? the orange skin uh, alien. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a scene where she's in a chopper with Harley Quinn, probably going to where Starro is. So I think maybe oh, we might maybe be okay. Not. Oh, okay. So okay. We also saw um, Nathan Fillion's TDK actually detach his arms, which just looks weird. Yeah. (laughs) So he is the detachable kid or man falls, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's the stupidest superpower I've ever seen. Do we think the Taika Waititi's voicing Starro? Yeah, but also, who was the voiceover in the second trailer? Because I think the first third of this, we think the villain is whoever's like taken the country over. Like the militia, don't we? So that might be that, and then we get the reveal that it's actually Starro behind everything, and that might be where Taika Watiki comes in because he would just have the best voice for Starro. Yeah, literally. <laughs> just imagine Korg, but attached to your face, <laughs> brainwashing people. Yeah, like the, a starfish attaches to the front of somebody's face, and they like speak for him. It just all yeah. of a sudden becomes a New Zealand accent, and everybody yeah. laughs because you always give the comedic character. A New Zealand accent, i.e. Piss off ghost. Piss off ghost. <laughs> and you also have uh, the same kind of thing going on with Godzilla vs. Kong, which we'll talk about yeah. in a bit. Um, this is Greg. Greg's <laughs> dead. <laughs> okay, uh, next trailer. Space uh, Jam, a new legacy. I want to cite somebody's tweet because they are much funnier than I am. <laughs> but um, Jesse McLaren on Twitter at MCJesse says, we've entered into a new genre just dropped intellectual property orgy and he's got a picture of space jam 2 the lego movie ready player one and wreck it ralph which is just how many cameos can we put in the background of this film yeah this is you watch this much. trailer and you're like oh so it's ready player one <laughs> yeah literally it is literally ready player one so lebron james's son gets kidnapped uh, by the internet played by don Cheadle. And then he gets sucked into the Warner Brothers cast internet universe. Who, who do we cast as the internet? <laughs> Don Cheadle, yes. <laughs> Don Cheadle's great, but <laughs> the internet? I think we're, I think more just the fact that we have a personification of the internet. And also the internet's evil, which I think we all kind of knew anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he flies past like Game of Thrones world and all that sort of stuff. And basically he gets sent down to the trash of the universe, which is the Looney Tunes. And then the Looney Tunes go from being cartoon to being 3D CGI, which doesn't look as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it might lose a bit of the charm that the first film had, Mm -hmm. but do we want to list off some of the many, many different cameos that we saw in this trailer? Game of Thrones. (laughs) 
That's the okay, big one. I've got some. So yeah, Game of Thrones. We had the Night King and the White Walkers. Yeah. We also in the background had Mama Ferretti from the Goonies. That was that was yeah. an interesting choice. We've got two versions of the Penguin stood next to each other. So we've got a lot of the cast of the Batman 66 TV show. And then we also had Danny DeVito's Penguin stood next to also Jim Carrey's The Mask and Agent Smith. And the monkeys from The Wizard of Oz. It's yeah. absolutely insane. We've got Pennywise in there, which it's a kid's film. <laughs> um, we've also got the murders and rapists from the Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Uh, in, in a the kids' film, suits. we've got a War Boys from Mad Max. In the background, we had the Mystery Machine and all the Scooby Doo lot, as well as every other Hanna Barbera cartoon. So, in a you nutshell, got Flintstones. You've got literally nut- yeah, everything. In a nutshell, we've got a lot. So, yeah, it's too essential. much. It looks it's, like an acid trip. <laughs> it's Ready Player One again. Basically, it's Ready Player Two. Ready Player <laughs> Ready Player Three. Ready Player Two is already a thing. It looks good though. Not as good as the first one. I feel like it's going to lose a lot of the charm just to fit in more cameos. Yeah, it looks fine, right? It looks fine. Yeah, it It looks like the final fight from Ready Player One, and that was just, hey, look, it's Tracer from Overwatch. (laughs) Look, Uh, it's the Iron Giant. We got uh, another trailer for Black Widow, which shows off a little bit more little bit more new footage and flashes back to some of the events of the previous Marvel films, which is kind of fun. I was hesitant to watch the trailer because I didn't want any more being shown to me because with Marvel films, I like to turn off to the trailers for a while. But I did yeah. my duty for the podcast and I watched it. And do, do you know what? It didn't actually spoil anything else, so I'm happy with that. It showed us new footage, but it didn't really spoil anything. Well, it may. So. Have, I think it may have actually hinted to a bit more about Taskmaster and yeah. where he kind of sits in the story. So again, Speculation Station, we got our second trip, second stop off. Uh, basically, mm. I think... My my hot take is that Taskmaster may be part of obviously Black Widow's childhood, and okay. I think it might he might be part of that family that she has, mm. but maybe he was like cast out or something. Because you've got that guy that like kind of leans over him and says, Ray bring her, "Yeah, bring her home." and stuff and then also she keeps saying how she's tired of running away from her past and i think that that might be something that she says after she's trying to get away from taskmaster because she keeps losing to him or something Mm -hmm. like that so i think that's kind of my hot take i think he's gonna be there's gonna be flashbacks right where she's like a kid and stuff and there's gonna be a guy or whatever there and that guy will be taskmaster that's my hot take yeah probably i i think this trailer could have been the only trailer that we got and it would have sold me on the film like yeah. i thought it was a really good trailer because obviously they've had to make so many now for different like date announcements um yeah, i think they... they did a really good job of showing more new stuff but not spoiling it at all and it got me really excited for this film again so uh... it did ex- everything a trailer should do <laughs> exactly without spoiling too much i am um, not like godzilla versus kong which it does in the opening sequence but anyway we'll move on to that yeah, and we got a final trailer that we want to talk about, which is Spiral, a Saw story or whatever? From the book of Saw. Okay. So this is a sequel to all the Saw films we've had before with Chris Rock in it. We had a trailer come out ages and ages and ages ago. And obviously, production got pushed back and everything like that. Apparently now Samuel Jackson's in it. Uh, yeah, that was... I, I never knew that I wanted to see Samuel Jackson in a Saw trap before, but that seems cool. It seems a lot more like... David Fincher's Seven, you know, with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman in. Yeah. It's more of a police procedural, like, detective film based around 
the Saw franchise instead of just somebody trying to survive all the traps. It's somebody trying to uncover the mystery of the new Saw killer, which is a bit more of an interesting take on it. Like, the Saw films have definitely ran their course. So but he's not a this... clown man anymore. He's a pig man now. He, he's always been a pig man. Well, this film's only like a tidy <laughs> hour and a half, you know? So it? Yeah, it's only no. the runtime of it is an hour and 33 and it's yeah. coming out in it May. doesn't need to be any more than that i'll be honest with you yeah. i thought this looked quite good it actually gave me a bit more of an interest in this franchise again because like i said it had definitely ran its course and they were getting a bit boring so to see a police procedural trying to catch the new jigsaw killer and it's got samuel L. jackson in there we're always glad to see him yeah and it's got also, some of the typical... chris rock will he cut his hand off will he cut his hand off that's what i was about to say he's got some of like the typical old saw tropes of you know he's he's handcuffed to a rail and they've left a saw next to him. He's picking it up and he's looking at it. Is he going to cut his hand off? Probably not. Probably. <laughs> I think he probably will. Or maybe yeah. he'll be smarter and he'll actually try and cut the handcuff. Will Samuel L. Jackson be pulled apart in that thing that he's in in the very end? Probably. Also, Samuel L. Jackson is Chris Rock's dad? It's <laughs> interesting. I'm excited to see those two together on screen. Yeah. That'll be interesting. He's not been anyway. in anything for a long time, so bit of fun. No, not that I've watched anyway. So, yeah, Chris Rock. Being a bit more toned down instead of just screaming at the camera trying to be funny. Yeah, exactly. He should just screaming at people telling them that they should be worrying more about the Jigsaw <laughs> reboot than yeah. <laughs> the reboot. <laughs> We've got the reboot killer! <laughs> we got to stop the reboot killer! Anyway, right, we have a main topic this week that we should probably talk about, and that is Monkey? Godzilla versus Kenobi. No, Godzilla versus Suicide Squad. No, Godzilla versus Kong. That's what we need to talk about. Monkey? So, as always, we talk about non-spoilery things, even though I would probably say the whole entirety of this film was probably spoiled from the get-go. Yeah. Um, you knew exactly what you were going to get. There was only one thing about this film that wasn't spoiled, and that was probably the most interesting part of this film. <laughs> yeah. Um and we'll probably stick away from the two big things, even the one thing that everyone knew was coming. We'll talk about that in spoilers. We will yep. time code it in the description. So if you want to skip ahead or skip past or anything, you more than well can do. And let's talk about Godzilla versus Kong. So not not talking about who actually did win it, but going into the film, who did you think was going to take it away? Because of the spoilers, I thought it kind of led me to believe that Kong would win. But I can't. The other films have kind of set Godzilla up to win. I, the one bit I was a bit unsure about was the fact that like the entire world over the last three films have come to know Godzilla as like the savior of humanity, and then like he did one thing to a definitely dodgy company, <laughs> and then the entire world was like, "Oh no, Godzilla is the ultimate villain of the universe." Yeah, that's <laughs> so. It. I was like, "Oh, Godzilla can't win now." <laughs> yeah, like in Kong versus in. King of sorry, not Kong versus monsters. <laughs> King this, of monsters. Yeah, I mean the, all this film, all these films are King is Godzilla versus Godzilla versus monsters and Kong versus monsters. That's what these films are. <laughs> but um, yeah, in the bit where in King of Monsters, where Godzilla basically saves everyone from Ghidorah yeah. and Rodan and all that sort of stuff, right? You, you think maybe you know he's he's trying to look after everyone. And then he destroys a very questionably dodgy from the get-go company <laughs> and, you know, attacks him and then goes away. And they don't even question why he would have attacked that specific place. They just think that he's gone, like, off the rails and that he's now he now needs to be taken out. 
the thing that just kind of boggled my mind as well is how much shit that company got away with and nobody noticed. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> like, th- they've got the fastest transportation unit in the world that could be used to just, like, unite the entire globe. And they're like, nah, we're going to do it for dodgy shit underground and you're not going to know about it. <laughs> like, It's like Elon Musk is all of a sudden just there like, oh yeah, you know that giant underground railroad from San Francisco to LA that I wanted to make? Yes, I did it 20 years ago and I've been using it for a millennia. Like, They basically turned like Elon Musk into like the ultimate supervillain and he was just able to do everything. Which, to be honest, these films needed to stop paying so much care for the human characters and just leave him to do shit so i was like this villain has come out of nowhere and has not been explained at all and i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> just give me more kaiju i just we got a lot more kaiju time you know like when you've got a film that's got stakes as big as godzilla versus kong and like otherworldly end of the world kind of stakes right i think kong and- will love a giant steak Oh, he probably certainly would. Maybe that's what he saw. Maybe that's what he saw when he saw Godzilla. He just saw a big steak trying to fire like a new- Flintstone-sized T-Rex steak <laughs> trying to shoot atomic breath at him, and he's like, "This ain't no steak." <laughs> but why do you set up that this whole thing is going to be taken down by a dodgy podcast, right, and two kids? This like these kinds of films just confuse me so much. Like they have such big stakes, right? And then not not juicy stakes, but like you know, <laughs> normal like, bad stakes. Uh, but why do you have it so that it can be taken down by like some crazy guy who runs the Titan a conspiracy Truth. theorist? A compar- yeah, a conspiracy theorist who runs the Titan Truth podcast, who's clearly a little bit mentally like you know not quite all there. <laughs> And two kids. <laughs> it's... Like, the dude showers in bleach, and you've got Millie Bobby Brown, who already tried to kill herself in way of Godzilla's foot last time. <laughs> and then you've got the whole, you know, you've got the, the world's military. and <laughs> It's just, this film is... It no, just, that was it... Monarch. Monarch are apparently the good guys again now. Oh, well, apparently, <laughs> yeah, and Apex are the Because bad guys, Apex right? are around now. Apex are this thing now. Literally. Where was watch, Charles watch... Dance? Watched the f- yeah, what happened to Charles Dance? He was replaced by that other guy. Just right. The the it film was dumb stuff, but I loved this film. Yeah, that's it. The, the film, like, once you've hit the first fifteen minutes and it's kind of introduced everybody a little bit, you automatically see like the the apex CEO Walter, whoever the CEO CEO Walter. <laughs> Did right? he have a name? Yeah, Walter Simmons, I think it was. Um. It like in that little you know where it introduces and it's like I want to change the world for the better. Apex technology. <laughs> Lies. <Da-da-da-da-da-da. laughs> and it's literally he's just screaming out, Hey, I'm the true bad guy here. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do some dodgy shit that's gonna bring about maybe the end of the world. <laughs> or maybe we're getting it all wrong and really podcasting is the true villain of this. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, oh no! <laughs> you either die a hero or see yourself logging up. S- Sam, the are we going to take down Elon Musk and Tesla? <laughs> are we going to take down SpaceX from the inside? But really, we love them, so we just want jobs. We're going to GameStop them, mate. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> Get real to the moon. Yeah, so we. What did you think of, like, the action scenes in this? And, like, what did you think of the CGI? Right, I thought all the big I thought all the big monster bits were great. 
And yeah. to be honest, that's what you take away from this film. Everything else is pretty forgettable. Like you know, for the past two months, when I've said I just wanted two action figures being smashed together by a little kid, that's what this that's, film was, and I was perfectly happy with it. <laughs> yeah, that's what it delivered on. It totally delivered that. And you know, then a third action figure came in and then started smashing both of those two action figures, and then the other two action <laughs> figures actually ended up smashing that big action figure together, and then they looked at each other and walked away. And that's the kind of the summary of the film. But <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. But I'm not saying who that said third action figure was because that's definitely not a spoiler because we definitely didn't predict it when the first trailer came out, and I was like, "Hmm, that seems a bit weird. Why is Godzilla red?" <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, and also when the literal action figures spoiled this film. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, uh, you add the guy... It's the kid from Deadpool 2 in this. Um, yeah. yeah, he's fun. But obviously he's the comedian because he's uh, from New Zealand. So that's yep. uh, that's a that's a thing now. <laughs> he's always in Taika Waititi films. Yeah, it's great. I'm not saying there's anything bad about that. It's brilliant. Um, the first fight on the aircraft carrier was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. that was good. That was a good setup. But yeah, I think the the big CGI bits and the big monster bits is is the best part of the film. I think everything else was kind of forgettable. Like yeah. I always tried. To, I'm sat here now and I'm remembering to myself, hmm, how did a, a crazy lunatic who has a podcast and two kids sneak into a triple uh, A military facility without being well? Caught? That's because it was still on fire from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But they managed to just get through every door in the world just by smashing the control panel. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> And it. every door in the world closing behind them, locking them in. It's like, oh, you couldn't get out of this situation if you tried. <laughs> Mate, when the penultimate of the film comes to, let's try and guess the password, I was a bit like, you know what? I'm, what like, wake me up when Godzilla or Kong's back on the screen. <laughs> yeah. And then when it came to, like... When I, it, I said when to it, Charlotte yeah. when we were watching it, I was like, have they tried Godzilla 1, 2, 3? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Have they, have, have they tried Apex is the best 1, 2, 3? Monarch thing- suck 1, 2, 3. <laughs> so this was just like... With me, the CGI on Kong looked better in Skull Island, but I don't know if that was just because Godzilla looks so good in this, but they've had more films to get Godzilla looking right. Well, I think they both look pretty good. I yeah, think they, maybe... yeah, it looked really good. It was just a couple scenes. I think it was when he was wet in that um, on the ship fights. I think when his fur got a bit wet, I was like, because he's a bit more humanoid, because like he's a gorilla, we've got a real-world context for what he looks like. I think yeah. that was why I was a bit like, a little bit Uncanny Valley, but next to Godzilla, like, Godzilla, especially his face, was phenomenal. Like, that looked like a real thing that they filmed. You know what I reckon it is? I reckon it's maybe because when we saw Kong in Skull Island, he was portrayed as a monster. And I think because mm. he was kind of, you know, kind of the bad guy, kind of not in Skull Island. Um, I think in this film, Godzilla vs. Kong, he's they they definitely make you feel sorry for him more, and they humanized, def- yeah, they, they've, they've humanized <laughs> him a lot more. And I think the kind of twist, I think the way they try to to twist this is that Kong is the good guy, Godzilla's kind of the loose cannon bad guy. Mm-hmm. Like Godzilla could, if he really really wanted to, he could he could cause so much chaos. Yeah, and he's going to be unstoppable because of atomic breath, probably. Where <laughs> Kong, I feel like you could stop if he run rampant. You know what I mean? And I think that kind of they they bring the threat level down on Kong, and maybe that's portrayed a little bit in kind of the cinematography and stuff. How it doesn't make him look as menacing, 
but yeah. when Godzilla appears, it's like, yeah, danger. So Yeah, with with Kong, they just neutralized him straight away. It was like, oh, he's friends with a deaf little girl. Like Yeah. <laughs> see, yeah. he understands innocence and he can communicate with her. So it's like, okay. Kong's yeah. the good guy. <laughs> and that's it. And you, you, you sympathize with him a lot in the film and empathize a lot with his situation mm-hmm. where Godzilla's just this confused monster who's like, right, no, we have a history and I'm going to take you out, but I'm really just going to take out whatever threatens me. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting twist on it. But it, yeah, it they definitely made Godzilla like less smart like he was in um king of monsters and made him more primal yeah that's probably the right word yeah that's probably it he's definitely more primal in this he's definitely more going off his instincts versus kong Mm -hmm. who who learned sign language who could speak sign language (laughs) the whole time apparently (laughs) yeah but you can't speak to godzilla (laughs) you have to speak to godzilla with with uh, rockets and nukes apparently so (laughs) you know what i've noticed in these films a distinct lack of like giant bananas for King Kong. <laughs> he just eats hands. <laughs> if he can have fish. a giant battle axe, why is nobody giving him a giant banana yet? Well, yeah, what? Where's the technology? Where's the technology at? <laughs> if just... you can make an entire secret base on an island during a storm and somehow manage to trap a giant hundred foot gorilla inside of it, yeah, how how were you not able to like make a giant banana? I mean, I would have loved to have seen how they uh, sedated Kong. That's what I was thinking. So apparently, this like eternal like storm hit Skull Island, and they managed to what? knock him out long enough to build an entire facility around him i mean i, I mean sorry what <laughs> but then they also knocked him out whilst he was in said facility and then got him on an aircraft carrier <laughs> in which yeah they had him chained up with permanent sedatives being fl- flooded into his body but you know there was what? so that's... much dumb stuff in this yeah. but i enjoyed it still like but that's the film isn't it that's the film it was like when we saw pacific rim it was like it's like robots and monsters punching each other it's exactly what i expected i'm not yeah. disappointed because they had they didn't have any character growth it, so, yeah it, it has zero character growth um <laughs> Yeah, it's a fun film. The only growth is how big Kong has got in the last, like, <laughs> sin- since the film. Kong grew a beard. <laughs> yeah, it. and he, like, tripled his size. Like, the little he, girl was, like, like a speck next to his finger. He hit adolescence, didn't he? In between, uh, <laughs> Puberty slapped back. The glow up. <laughs> yeah. Right, what would you give it out of 10, then, before we move on to spoilers? Um, like, in terms of, like... Is it an Oscar-worthy film? It's probably a 5 out of 10, but in terms of a monster movie like Godzilla and a fun action blockbuster, I'd probably give it like a, a 7. Like, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed myself. I think you're right. I think we have to kind of give it two different ratings. I think you have to give it an action, mindless, fun... Like, if you just want it to popcorn switch film. Off, Yeah, a popcorn film rating. And then where would we stack it where we review things like sound of metal or whatever you know that sort of thing yeah yeah i think you're about right i think if we put it on the the tier of every single movie ever i'd probably give it about a five out of ten but in terms of a mindless like i think it's a pretty solid monster movie to be honest yeah yeah it's probably the best kaiju film that we've had since skull island yeah pretty yeah because king of monsters wasn't amazing so Uh, considering it should have been a lot better because it had King Ghidorah, Rodan, Mothra, all that sort of business. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably. You know what? If if as much didn't get spoiled for it, 
ahead of time and if they they held a lot of the 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 reveals quote unquote in there it probably would have scored a little bit better because you kind of knew what you were getting in for so i think maybe if they held that back more for the film that probably would have made it score better so yeah five out of ten for a regular film uh eight out of ten for a monster movie okay yeah yeah, it's, great. it's just a good monster movie. <laughs> it's a good monster movie. All right, let's talk about the two big things that were spoiled throughout the film. Big this spoilers, is, spoilers, this big is spoilers. A warning: if you if you if you don't live on if you've never been on the internet ever since this film got <laughs> announced, then you probably <laughs> probably know what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Godzilla is in this film. He's absolutely he's the big bad guy all along. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, Mechagodzilla is actually a bad guy, um, and. Yeah, the, the two big monsters have to team up and fight together and put the differences aside. It was the <laughs> Warner Brothers versus movie. I I literally said, like, as soon as Mechagodzilla came in, I was like, if they had just reordered this film, then it would have had, like, a completely different narrative. But it's just, it's Batman versus Superman. It is literally These Batman. two things, <laughs> they, they fight for a bit, then they team up. Yeah, and then a, a mad, like, mindless enemy appears that just wants to destroy everything a la Doomsday, and then they have to put the differences aside. Yeah. There's literally a meme out there that's like, you know, God, Kong's on the floor, <laughs> and he, or Godzilla's on the floor, and, like, Kong or whatever the other monster stands Mothra. above him. Mothra. Why did you say that Why name? <laughs> <laughs> I, when, I, when i saw that i was like i gotta send that to the boys right now that's yeah. fucking shit hot meme right there i do appreciate that <laughs> obviously mecha godzilla wasn't from space because that would have been a little bit out there but i, liked... I mean would it be out there we've got oh. a hollow earth with an entire primitive species living within it yeah true <laughs> but i liked how they made that twist that when, once they used the power from the Hollow Earth to power the Mecha Godzilla, I liked how it had a mind of its own. Wait, 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 wait! This was the biggest dumbest thing for me, right? How did he so transfer they, the power over Skype? They downloaded power. <laughs> they they went down. They analyzed a small glowing rock and downloaded power into a robot, which made it evil. <laughs> Not how it works. You downloaded power! So that that basically is like, okay, we, we downloaded what it was, and then we just recreated it okay. there and there. It's like, it's like when you go on like a spam website, it's like trying to fool people, oh, you could download more RAM to speed your computer up, and it just floods you full of viruses. That's what they did, they downloaded more RAM into Mechagodzilla. Like, you know how films have, like, consultancy on them for, like, if it's, like, a military film, you have, like, oh, you know, you have someone who was maybe in the armed forces. A specialist, give... yeah. Yeah, you have... Spe- they didn't have a single technology specialist on this film to call out and be like, that's dumb. How do computers work? I don't know, but make it, tw- like, 200 foot tall and breathe red lasers? Question mark? Well, look, someone was... when they were When the script writers were writing this film and they thought, shit, we've already got 80 pages of script and we need to figure out how they get this power from Hollow Earth back up and then they get Mega Godzilla <laughs> up and running. You know what? No, just say they transfer it over we transfer because that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> just like... 
Yeah, the single yeah. most dumbest part of this film before guessing the password and then just pouring coffee over the thing to the whiskey. It. it was whiskey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, because you know what? Expensive it whiskey. Been, thank God they didn't pour full fat coke down there because that's a killer attack, isn't it? <laughs> uh, right. The Hollow Earth stuff, like. As soon as like they like started talking about Hollow Earth again, I was like, okay, we saw that in the previous films, but it was kind of like toned down. Okay, and then like, oh yeah, we've built these like the, these jets that can just deal with zero gravity and all that sort of stuff. And then as soon as we see them, they got like blue vapor trails and like like this pulsing like ion field all around them. I was like, oh, this is full sci-fi now. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just roll with it. Now we're inside the center of the Earth and. Kong is Kong's next film is going to be in the center of the earth. But I guess. we can't figure out how to make Mechagodzilla powerful enough because we've all <laughs> you know we've already created Mechagodzilla. Yeah, <laughs> because that's already a big techno. Right, anyway. Also, by the way, we've got a skull and everything's rotted away from the skull except for apparently the brain inside of it. We've managed to keep that from rotting away. Let's just put an Asian guy inside of it. Like the only Asian representation in this film is literally just to be like, "You're going to now become the monster." So, what <laughs> are we technically saying that Mechagodzilla was being controlled by King Ghidorah? Basically, yeah, they were you. They were like. You know how in King of Monsters they synchronized kaiju screams with human screams? Yeah. They they fused kaiju wave patterns with human wave patterns to, I guess. I, they didn't explain that, but I guess that's what it is. Did you <laughs> like, know, did just you get know? us two in there and we could have made this film make more sense. Did you know straight away at the beginning that that was the eye of Mechagodzilla when you saw it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, straight away. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I saw it, I was like, oh, that looks like a giant eyeball. <laughs> and then when you saw Mechagodzilla was starting to get a mind of his own he was like yep he's gonna kill he's gonna, both yeah. walter simmons and that other guy because what, yeah he's what gonna other... munch on him you've got to have the typical <laughs> movie <laughs> tropes <laughs> of not only do the two guys that were fighting have to band together to destroy the bigger enemy not only do you have the guy who gets killed by his own creation because he's the bad guy <laughs> but he can't control the power but you know it's <laughs> the, uh, the other the other thing of this film the other trope of Godzilla and Kong films is it's the always the iconic kill of like pulling something's jaw apart. I, do you know what I loved? The like both times that they fought, that was Kong's first go-to move on Godzilla, and I was like, I was like, they know what they're doing. Like that is always Kong's finishing move is like pull the jaw apart and snap its neck. Yeah, and I was then, like, the fact that that was his first move both times, I was like, yes. I love how like Godzilla just kind of shits it and has to blast a bit of atomic breath out. <laughs> yeah, and then it's Kong's like, like it's like Kong's Kong's like the guy playing a fighting game and he only knows one combo yeah. <laughs> and it's like, he's like right go in for the one two punch let's pull his jaw apart and then Godzilla has fuck to the use axe. his ult to like cancel it and he's just like wow fuck <laughs> <laughs> it literally was I want this fight again. it already exists it's called Rampage yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want a new version of this fight game give me Mortal Kombat but it's Godzilla versus King Kong again yeah that's I, what I mean part of this is just dumb but it's just so fun at the same time Okay, right. Let's let's have a quick debate real quick because the director of this film said by the end of it we will know who the winner is. Do you know who the winner is? Um the the guy who ran the podcast. <laughs> Cuz he was validated in the end. The true winner no. is the Titan Truth podcast. <laughs> because like so round 1 went to Godzilla. 
Yeah. Round two went to Kong, apparently. Yeah. But then who, who did round three, three went to? to Godzilla and he killed King Kong. But then Mechagodzilla killed... Uh, near enough killed Godzilla. But then Kong beat Mechagodzilla, so... King Kong uh, beat the thing that beat the guy that beat him, so is Kong the winner? <laughs> or Because Godzilla killed Kong. He needed, like, like paddles and being brought back to life. Like, what, a defibrillator. Like, yeah, so who won? I guess, I guess <laughs> it's not really the... I guess maybe what the film's trying to say is that Godzilla couldn't take Mechagodzilla by himself, right? And he needed Kong's help. So you could you could depict that as either Kong is powerful enough where he can help take out Mechagodzilla, but it's not. It's just that it was two versus one, and also the well, kids spill whiskey over the thing which weakened Mechagodzilla. <laughs> so maybe the winner is the kid. Yeah, may- maybe the winner is whiskey, maybe. and we're all <laughs> should be alcoholics. Drink out, drink responsibly. <laughs> the winner is whiskey, but I don't know. Maybe maybe well, Mechagodzilla tried- had taken out. Godzilla by the time that Kong got back up and used his axe to just like start shredding it yeah, apart. I think the film means to say the winner is Kong because at the end of the film Kong Because he, called... he shouted the loudest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he shouted the loudest and Godzilla no, went back into the scene. I think it's because Godzilla's the one who walks away at the end and I think that yeah. is why Kong's the came, winner. Yeah, came down to a stare down. Also why was there no lion that called him King Kong when he sat on that throne and got the axe and he was clearly the king of the centre of the earth? Yeah. Why did nobody call him King Kong in that moment? Are we also forgetting that Godzilla blew a hole through to the centre of the earth using his atomic In about breath? two seconds! <laughs> I said that! I was like, his atomic breath can now just carve holes through the entire planet? Okay. And you're telling me he struggled to kill King Ghidorah and... <laughs> And Mecha Godzilla, yet he can blow uh, a hole through the. It's so sand. dumb, but so fun. Yeah, it's don't think about it too hard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turn your brain off before you watch it, otherwise yeah. you'll you'll drive yourself crazy. Maybe, Maybe that's we should what it start is. a conspiracy theory podcast, which is just every week we break down a different dumb part of this film. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, maybe we just compare all the monster movies and see how it stacks up against it. Yeah. Maybe we talk about Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising next time. Uh, Uprising was such a letdown. Yeah. But it was just robots there. punching monsters, so and a cra- <laughs> I got my seven pounds ticket out of it. <laughs> and a crazy Charlie Day. <laughs> like peak Charlie Day. Yeah. Anyway, I think that probably wraps us up for Godzilla vs. Kong. Let us know what you thought about the film over on the socials. Get Real Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also drop us an email if you're so inclined to do so. That's getrealpoduk at gmail.com. The best way to support the podcast, my friends, is to leave us a rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, iHeartRadio, about 50 other places. Deezer, I think, if anybody still uses Deezer. Is Napster still a thing? Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should get it on Napster. Uh, Amazon Podcasts were on as well. I always yeah. forget to mention that one, but that's pretty cool. We're on Amazon Podcasts. Um, but if you could head over to Podchaser and leave us a rate and review on there. Oh, yes, it syndicates it to all our other podcast distributors. Oh, it's lovely. And so you only need to leave one review, and it leaves us like 50 reviews on different platforms. It's great. But the even better way of supporting the podcast is to leave... leave, uh, No, no, no. 
No, it's not. <laughs> the best way to support the podcast is to share us out on socials. When you see us posting stuff on our socials, share it out on yours. Tell two friends about us. Tell three friends about us. Climb up to the top of the Empire State Building like King Kong and scream it from the rooftops. Like, Go listen to the new episode of Get Real where they talk about me, King Kong. Don't do that if you <laughs> live in New York. We know we have some American listeners. Just please don't do that because you'll get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see if somebody could actually climb the entirety of the Empire State Building. Wear a parachute. <laughs> yeah, we're not condoning it. <laughs> no, no, but uh, I'm not condoning it. But if you do do it, I'll watch that video on YouTube. <laughs> I hate those videos where people scale like giant buildings. It just makes me feel queasy. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> thanks for listening to us. Check out Get Real Gaming, our sister podcast. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye now. <laughs> we should have just sign language this whole episode instead. <laughs> yeah, you could just hear hands moving and you need to decipher what word they're saying. It's like... And then you hear the beard being crumpled when you're saying home, when you're rubbing your cheeks.